Hey friends, um, this is Jay Cal's view, and we're kind of starting on a somber note. Um, if you guys are uh, already been on social media today, you've already heard that uh, we lost a legend today. We lost one of the greatest uh, NWA World Heavyweight Champions of our lifetime. Uh, Harley Race has passed away uh, today, um, just uh, afternoon today. Uh, Mr. Race had been in the hospital hospital under doctors of care for uh, most of July. Um, as of the 23rd, uh, we had heard that um, he would be coming home. Um, but uh, he had succumbed to his illness. And, uh, well, today we lost a legend. Um, Harley Race is survived by his two children. Leland Race, who uh, recently challenged for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, and Justin Race. Um, so from April 11, 1943, till August 1st, 2019. Harley, you are handsome, you are the king of wrestling, and you're going to be missed. Um, we'll be right back. Hey guys, uh, this is Jay Calview. This is the uh, still the journey of a journalist, and uh, I'm really sorry that uh, that we lost Harley Race today. Um, not the way I wanted to start today's show, um, but the, the show must go on. Uh, yesterday, yesterday was July 31st. Today is August 1st. Yesterday marked eight years, the eight-year anniversary of. Adam Pierce defeating four other men to win the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship uh, at the uh, Ohio State Fair in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, of course, uh, that might be the story to just some of you, uh, Pierce winning the title, um, the NWA continuity continuing on. Uh, but there's more to the story. There's always more to the story. And I've been privy enough to be around for these stories. Um, I've been a fan of the NWA since I was a wee lad, but I've been covering the National Wrestling Alliance pretty exclusively since 2007, and that has afforded me the opportunity to learn more about the ins and outs of the NWA than most folks know. And I'm gonna tell you right now, not everything you hear is pretty, not everything you see is sunshine and lemon drops, but uh, there is a story that should be told. And eight years ago, yesterday, Adam Pierce won the World's Heavyweight Championship. But it also might have been one of the biggest missed opportunities for the NWA in recent years. Yeah, I'm going to say it, it was a huge miss. Um, because that match should have been the Sheik defending his World Heavyweight Championship against Adam Pierce. Now, what went wrong? Glad you asked. So a lot of things went wrong. But before I can tell you what went wrong, I have to kind of paint a picture. See, there was a lot of moving parts up until this point. There was a lot of things going on in the NWA. In fact, we can go back to as far as, uh, well, we could actually go back to February 12th, 
2011, yeah, two days before Valentine's Day, in a match that pitted Joey Ryan and Scorpio Sky against the standard of Adam Pierce and Austin Aries. Now, during that match, something went wrong. An injury happened. Uh, well, let's let uh, let's let Adam Pierce tell you that. through this it's been four long months with the neck and uh just was trying to prepare to to get things going the way i wanted it to go and and like i told everybody i was going to see my doctor one last time on the 24th a couple days ago which was my 33rd birthday and happy birthday uh, yeah thank you appreciate that um things have been promising the last four months the test that i've undergone uh, unquestionably without sure or anything i've got some some nerve damage uh, from that neurological trauma that I suffered back in in February, that's going to leave me with a little bit of of, of permanent damage, but nothing that is is uh, to the point where I need to to stop. And nobody, particularly athletes, want to have their passion, their livelihood, especially taken away by a doctor. And, right. and while my doctors definitely 100%. Uh, told me they didn't think necessarily returning to wrestling was the smartest thing to do physically for my health going forward, understanding that, uh, you know, somebody's got to make a living, were reluctant to, to tell me, you know, leave it up to me. So they strongly said, hey, getting thrown around and dropped on your head is not a good idea, although I was quick to remind my doctor that I don't think there's a doctor on earth that would tell you that's a good idea, regardless of what physical <laughs> condition you're in. So. Correct. Uh, he kind of got a chuckle at that. It's going to be one of the situations where I need to kind of be a little bit more careful with my body. Not that I'm not, not that I haven't always been, but, you know, uh, I'm not 22 anymore, and I don't heal the way that I did back then. And uh, with something like a neck, which I'm happy and proud to say is 100%, um, it could be scary. And I feel like right. I've made enough progress with my nerve damage and, and the tests of, of I've seen successful progression every month on my neurological tests. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not 100% back neurologically where I was, but I'm damn close. And let's say I'm 97%, and I think 97% of scrap iron Adam Pierce is better than 100% of a lot of people. So although scrap iron Adam Pierce was feuding with uh, Colt Boom Boom Cabana. You know, their their feud was still coming to a head. And, uh, well, Pierce was injured. Now, at this point, this is where the controversy starts happening. Because for the Sheik, see, the Sheik was promised an opportunity to be world champion years earlier. In fact, he had challenged the Blue Demon, Blue Demon Jr., to a shot at the, at the title, but was rebuked. Okay, um, the Sheik was the NWA Midwest champion. He was also the NWA Florida champion. Um, in those days, the Midwest Championship carried a lot of weight in the NWA. On top of those two titles, he also became the NWA North American champion. He was a triple he was a triple crown holder, and um, that definitely carried weight. And a lot of people wanted to see him challenge for that world title but again he was rebuked by the blue demon junior so 
when Scrap Iron Adam Pierce won, wins the heavyweight championship at the uh, NWA Legends Fan Fest, Demon, or excuse me, uh, the Sheik believed that it would be his time, his time to challenge for the title. But for whatever reason, uh, the match never happened. It never lined up. It just never worked out. And, and to the to the point I'm about to make, Pierce got injured. Now, I don't know what the plans were initially. Uh, we all kind of believed that Colt Cabana was being groomed to be the next World's Heavyweight Championship, and that happened on March 6, 2011, in Hollywood, California at the Regent Showcase Theater. I was there. I was there to witness it live. I would see the crowd showered with uh, free milk. Uh, that talent entered, the fans and wrestlers all together entered the ring to celebrate Cabana uh, winning the World's Heavyweight Championship. And, and Adam Pierce was hurt. He was hurt. Uh, you know, they didn't brag about it on TV, but the man was injured. You heard his story. So again, all is right in the world. Colt Cabana leaves victorious from Hollywood as World's Heavyweight Champion, fulfilling his prophecy that he made on the first episode of said broadcast that he would be the next NWA World's Heavyweight Championship and Adam Pierce rides off into the sunset or so we think but Cabana's reign as champion is short lived he's only champion for what ends up being a little over a month it wasn't for a lack of trying though I mean Cabana defends the title in Georgia defends the title in Alabama comes back to Hollywood to beat Joey Ryan and then on April 23rd, Jacksonville, Florida, at NWA's Florida, NWA Florida's subtle hustle, the Sheik finally cashes in and becomes world heavyweight champion. Much to nobody's uh, surprise. Um, like I said, the Sheik was uh, all but sold as a world champion. Everyone knew it was going to come. Everyone knew knew it was happening, we just didn't know when, but as soon as the match was booked in Florida, uh, it seemed like they rushed to get that match together for for him. Now, up until this point, the Sheik and I had a pretty good relationship, and I'll be the first one to admit that I benefited from his uh, friendship. Um, NWA Florida, the promotion was called Pro Wrestling Fusion, and Pro Wrestling Fusion literally have links from my website onto their website. I mean, they you could click through to alliance-wrestling.com. We shared content. They would send me their commercials for upcoming shows, and I would post them. I would write articles about what they were doing, and they would share them. It was a very symbiotic relationship, and I probably benefited more from that relationship than they did. I'm willing to admit it. Um, the Sheik was kind to me. Anytime I had something nice to say, he would, uh, he would return the favor. He'd put over what we did over here at Alliance-Wrestling.com, and things were pretty cool. But then that all changed. That all changed when I got the announcement that there would be a match July 31st at the Ohio State Fair, NWA Ohio, 
uh, which I believe was uh, just a moniker for what Bill Barons and the NWA were promoting at the uh, in Ohio. But the match was scheduled for Pierce versus the Sheik. But then things started to get weird. Like I said, the Sheik and I had this good relationship up until this point. I get a message from the Sheik on Facebook. Hey, brother, take down that video. What, what do you mean, Sheik? What do you mean take down that video? Hey, brother, I can't make you do anything but take down that video. What, what, what's going on, man? I, I don't get it. It wasn't approved. Take down that video. I can't make you do it, so no worries. Well, obviously, this this is kind of weird. I took the video down, and I kind of regret doing it, but at the time, well, at the time, me and Joseph were buddies, and I, I, I didn't want to piss off my buddy. He was helping me out. I was helping him out. But things changed pretty drastically after that. So... It was at this point I started getting threats, threats of uh, potential lawsuits. And so I had to keep all these messages, and I still have them today if anyone needs to see proof that I'm not making this stuff up. Um, and I always ask the Sheik, because even after that first initial shock, um, I still talk to the guy. And, uh, you know, he... He told me he'd be coming to Hollywood. Well, at this point, the Sheik had already been stripped of the title. Um, bottom line is July 31st. You're cleared to wrestle. And uh, in, in your appointment book, in your calendar, um, you have an opportunity to uh, face off against uh, the reigning NWA World Champion, the Sheik. Uh, this is essentially your rematch, uh, which would have been against Colt had he still uh, retained the title. What are your feelings going into uh, the Ohio State Fair on July 31st now that you've been authorized to step back into the ring? Well, I mean, you said it best. July 31st has been on the calendar for got to be close to six months now. It's a match that I refused to take off my schedule, even when I initially was hurt and prognosis was a lot darker than it ended up being you know, a couple of days ago. I refused to let Bob Trowbridge and the NWA take me out of that match. I wanted it signed. I've been listening and, and reading things. I'm not oblivious to what's going on and and obviously have, am in tune with the National Wrestling Alliance and, and the, the, the goings-on between the members and whatnot. And I've listened to the Sheik time and time again say that I ducked him when I was World Heavyweight Champion, which I can unequivocally state today is complete, unadulterated bullshit that never happened. I never ducked anybody. Uh, right. In fact, I wanted the match. I wanted the match going back to last summer in Charlotte. Schedules on my end didn't work out the way the Sheik would have liked. However, I'll never apologize for being booked and being visible and being out there and trumpeting the National Wrestling Alliance, which is what I've done since 2007 right. when they gave me the ball to run with it. So July 31st is on the calendar. That was my motivating factor 100% in, in getting this neck issue, getting my nerve issue, getting my body physically to the point where I wanted it to be to make one last ride. And that's what this is all about. You know, people in professional wrestling, fans especially, they become disenfranchised and disenchanted with what they see on television. I can assure you, if Sheik shows up on July 31st in Columbus, Ohio, 
you're going to have two men standing in the ring looking at each other that within wrestling context don't like each other, within personal context don't like each other. And in between the two of us will be the World's Heavyweight Wrestling Championship, the most prestigious title in all of professional wrestling with the lineage that I don't need to remind anybody of. And if you think for an instant that on July 31st that I'm not going to give every ounce of what I have remaining to the Sheik who calls himself the World's Heavyweight Champion, if you don't think on July 31st in Columbus, Ohio, that I'm not going to do everything within my power to right what I perceive to be a humongous wrong in the NWA, you got another thing coming. If you're anywhere near Columbus, Ohio on the 31st of July, I advise you to go down to the Fairgrounds Coliseum and buy yourself a ticket because you might not see a wrestling match. You might see a goddamn fight, and it's going to be one that the people that, they, that are there are going to remember for a long time. I know I'll remember it, and I'm willing to bet my dying breath that the Sheik is going to remember it for a very long time. And it was pretty clear <laughs> that uh, Scrap Iron Adam Pierce was looking forward to this match. Because at this point, both of these guys went back and forth um, with little quips, little jabs. Um, you know, I don't think either one of them would admit to disliking the other publicly. But personally, they just uh, they didn't see eye to eye. And that is the truth. So the stage was set, but there was just one problem. The Sheik wasn't going to do business, period. He had possession of the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship and decided he uh, he wasn't going to honor his commitments. Now, he had boasted about a championship match for Zero One, a match that never took place. Uh, shortly after... Uh, the Sheik stopped being booked for zero one. Um, the title itself, well, that's another story that uh, we could talk about. But uh, as I can allude to in the ten pounds of gold, the very first episode, uh, David Marquez references the belt being stolen. Well, it doesn't take a genius to put two and two together. The title was never returned. In fact, uh, the junior heavyweight champion was also very close to the Sheik. That would be Craig Classic. He opted to not return his title to ownership before vacating it. So uh, you had the Sheik who was stripped as champion, Craig Classic who vacated the title. Uh, We needed to crown a new junior heavyweight champion, but first a new world's heavyweight champion. So no, we didn't get a match that fans were interested in seeing that had a lot of realism that would have had people talking about after the fact We've got something much more watered down, something much more tame. And unfortunately, the NWA did not benefit from that that evening, that night at the Ohio State Fairgrounds. Now, shortly after that match, Adam Pierce took that title around the world once again. Now, he didn't go to 0-1, but he did go to Australia, which set up uh, a lot of opportunity down the road for the NWA in Australia. He also went to Germany. Uh, wrestled for WXW, became a regular in Canada for a couple of promotions out there, and also uh, defended the World's Heavyweight Championship in the United Kingdom. 
um, the level of competition that Pierce started to face uh, rose quite significantly. Um, started wrestling matches with uh, guys like Zack Sabre Jr. Started wrestling matches with the likes of Adam Cole when he wrestled the Ring Warriors, Emil Stossel in WXW, uh, Vance Nevada in the CNWA, Canadian National Wrestling Alliance, and, and really just took the belt all across the country. Um, this would lead up to the seven levels of hate, um, which was probably one of the biggest moments in the National Wrestling Alliance history uh, prior to the ownership change and prior to uh, Billy Corgan and Dave Logano uh, taking control of the brand. Um, we also saw the World Heavyweight Championship uh, appear on TV regularly uh, for uh, Metro Pro Wrestling, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, NWA Ring Warriors. Um, so, I mean, it was it was good to see the title being defended. It was good that the champion, again, was traveling all over the country. Um, and it's unfortunate that we never really got that matchup. Um, it didn't really, in the, in, in the grand scheme of things, it didn't ruin anyone's career. Uh, Pierce went on to hold the title one more time after after uh, after this match, after this championship ring, like I said, the seven levels of hate. Um, ended on a high note after the seven levels of hate had a few more matches here and there before... Uh, Ending his in-ring career and taking on um, a more behind-scenes approach with the WWE. Uh, of course, the Sheik—you can still see him wrestling. Uh, he eventually started a wrestling promotion out here in my backyard, uh, PCW Ultra. He uh, is also involved with MLW. Uh, I believe currently he's uh, part of Contra in MLW. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't follow the guy because, um, quite frankly, there was a bad taste left in my mouth. Uh, it didn't damage either one of their careers. It didn't damage their legacy. Um, if you watch the NWA, the History and Tradition documentary, uh, which I was in, um, you could hear a lot of people talk about the Sheik, but at the end of the day, it didn't stop him from continuing to exist in the business. Um, you could hear the Sheik's response it's available on YouTube. And again, I didn't put Adam Pierce out of the business, but I always imagine what would have happened, what could have been. Uh, you know, it was just a year, few years before David Marquez was running in arenas, the Orleans Arena. Um, he was running in smaller arenas in Texas, in Arizona, Florida. And I wonder if uh, a feud that could get people to believe, that really buy into what they were watching, if that could have kick-started the NWA a little bit sooner. And we, we hear Dave Lagana uh, mention the authentic era, but what if we had an authentic era where two guys legitimately didn't like each other, legitimately were out there wrestling and blended between reality and fiction, blended between fantasy and reality? Um, we'll never know. We'll never know. But uh, that's the other side of the story. And uh, you've been listening to Jay Cal's View. I greatly appreciate you listening. Um, remember, you can follow us on Twitter at The Alliance Blog, on Facebook at The Alliance Blog, on Instagram at The Alliance Blog. Do you Tumblr? We're there too at The Alliance Blog. You can see our videos on YouTube. And wherever you're listening to this, you can please hit like and subscribe. I greatly appreciate it. 
um, that's going to do it for this time. Again, thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time at the matches.